So welcome to another edition uh, of the Reimagining Work podcast. We're at episode 28. Oh. Yeah, isn't it something? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Two more and we have another milestone, uh, depending on, you know, we could have had like 28 as a milestone. But anyway, here's Roger Nord, your host. John, John Wenger here. The other host. Uh, we're going to talk about, well, the title of the cast is going to be Reimagining Bureaucracy. Uh, we've had a few conversations already about this. And um, uh, actually, we don't want to reimagine bureaucracy. We want to reimagine something. But I'm not sure that we want to reimagine bureaucracy. And I just, I just want to make, make a little note that illustrate to kind of kick off before I could join this hangout, I had to um, agree that I must comply at all times with the Google Plus user content and conduct policy and with YouTube's terms of service and community guidelines. And I had to tick a box that says, I have read and understood this information about Google Plus hangouts on air and agree to the rules. And then I had to press OK, got it, before I could have a conversation with you. So there is. I, I, sort of I, I, I would add to that. Yeah, because you also agree to certain terms by using the software that you're actually using, the That's browser, right. in my case, Firefox, mm. but also the operating system, in our case, uh, Mac OS X, mm. uh, where there is a quite a significant user agreement and user yeah. license, yeah. and even about the hardware that you're using it on. That's right. And, and the internet connection that you're actually using. That's right. And to open my Evernote, I had to agree to terms. Like all the things that, all the small print that I agree to in order just to have a conversation with you. That um, <clears throat> it's related to this conversation we've had um, ongoing for a little while about what the, the purpose of bureaucracy and reimagining some of the rules and regulations and stuff that goes on. Um, and I guess a conversation about that would be um, important to have our special guest, Stupid Harvey, mm -hmm. because <laughs> there's a conversation around Stupid Harvey and his, his um, well, a use, his use of bureaucratic policies and process and procedures. Um, and I guess the question that sits with me, especially as I'm reading, I'm in the middle of reading a book, um, by David Graeber. David Graeber was the guy that, I don't know if it's true, but he was, he's credited with, with um, inventing that term, we are the 99%. He was a leading figure in the Occupy Wall Street movement. Okay. I don't know if it was him that coined that slogan. However, he's written a book called The Utopia of Rules on Technology, Stupidity, and the Secret Joys of Bureaucracy. And the question that I ask myself as I'm reading is, what's the purpose the purpose of it, and he's got a thesis, obviously, he's got an idea about it, but he, he links it to um, power and control, which seems reasonable to me, the, the way that he writes it, and also the ideas I've got about it. So um, I guess in terms of reimagining work, like what rules and things and how bureaucracy is used, I guess, against people. And that's, I know I come from a particular standpoint because I'm interested in people having autonomy and freedom and 
you know, freedom of association and things like that. And, and the crazy ideas, young crazy ideas, crazy but ideas. The, num the number of things that have, that are mediating this conversation between you and me, all the bureaucracy that we've had to agree to. I actually haven't read the user terms and conditions. I'm just not sure that you have. Um, no. Yeah. So reimagining a world where we, we kind of have the right kind of rules or the right kind. And that's a valid laden thing, but the right, the right amount of rules and regulations, the right amount of, things around us to moderate social life that that so it doesn't become onerous and it doesn't become an abusive sort of thing um well most of these 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 uh rules and um agreements that we um um apply to uh the biggest lie ever told do you agree to these terms yes i do mm, mm. and uh, if people only knew what they really were uh, then they uh, probably would have some sort of, you know, fit about it, you know, some oh. sort of second thought about it, like going like, I mean, I, I don't think that I really want to uh, agree to those terms. You know, maybe I shouldn't agree to those terms. And most of the terms are to protect the company that provides the, um, the service. Sure. But uh, any free service, um, and you're the product. Yeah, so th th they will also be using uh, certain uh, uh, private information, uh, whether it's going to be linked to you personally or whatever you know, whatever it is that they do. Mm. Uh, but you can bet that certain elements are questionable. And I can see maybe that uh, you know you'd want to put something in place to protect yourself. I guess I'm not entirely convinced that that's the only purpose of it. And I, I would like us to maybe reimagine uh, a world with less bureaucracy because I think it's kind of gone down uh, a path where we do stuff because we do it, and we do stuff because we've always done it, or we just look at we look at risk as if it's a thing that we can stop. And in a world of in a, in a world in the universe that's complex, I don't really know that making extra rules and regulations is a, is is going to make a trans transformation into a digital world an easy thing to do. No, it's, it's going to make it, makes it more it makes, difficult. I makes guess. it makes it onerous. And like you say, you know, when you are using something free in a digital world, you are the product. To say that it's free is not entirely true. Um, because you know you get targeted with Facebook ads, you know it's. Um, there, there is a price. You, there, there is a price. Yeah, there's yeah. always there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's that friend I think I mentioned who um, some years ago. Uh, we were talking about iTunes or something like that, and he said, Twitter, yeah. He didn't want to. Um, he didn't get. He didn't get an iPod or an iPhone. Uh, or anything like that because there was no point in having iTunes because he on point of principle did not agree to signing up to its terms and conditions and one of which was you know we need your credit card number even if you never buy anything in order to get an iTunes account and they miss it may have changed but back then he, he said you needed to provide a credit card he says well I don't want to do that so first thing is what if you don't have a credit card well you're stuffed there are people who don't what if you on a point of principle like this this friend say i don't want to give you my credit card number well then that denies you a whole section of what's now becoming more about more mainstream modern life so you 
don't get to sign up to iTunes. So you may not get access to podcasts. Back then, I think you needed iTunes to get podcasts. Um, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't buy music. Now, I have, I have um, for, for one example, I have no device in my home that can read a CD. You know, in the old days, my old Mac, I could sli- slide a CD in the side of it. I could buy my CDs, slide the CD, and I could put it on my iPod. Now I have nowhere to put a CD, so I can't, buy, I can't circumvent that by buying a CD and downloading it onto my iPod. I have to buy stuff from iTunes if you I want can, to have you can, You're aware that you can get an external CD drive, right? I could get an external CD drive. I know, I'm just saying I don't currently have a device. No, okay. So I would have to buy another device. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. So, you know, we, we have, we're subject to so many layers of bureaucracy to achieve some things which are just about living a life. You know, in the, I, when I was a kid, I went to the record store, bought a record, put it on my record player and listened to the music. Um, now I have to go through levels of bureaucracy in order to do that, where previously I would just hand over two pounds and I'd get my music and I'd get home and listen to it. Now I don't just hand over money. I have to agree to a whole bunch of terms and conditions that I've not been agreed. Um, and it, it kind of, in a, in a, on a more personal level, I think the story about what stupid Harvey's been up to lately is a good illustration of that, really. Do you want to tell, do you want to tell that story? Oh, um, this is the one about the presentation, right? That's the one. That's the one. This is, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how, how bureaucracy fits into this, if I'm honest. But it's, it's a thing where, where management has a certain idea of how something has to go and push that agenda irregardless of consequences. Mm. And um, in this case with my friend, the consequences were considerable Mm. because it is something that he didn't really want to do. Uh, couldn't do hmm. personal, uh, uh, you know. But actually, not cap- not capable. Do you want to say what the thing is, or or not? Well, it's just some people have great difficulty uh, being in front of a group of people and doing a presentation. Public speaking, yeah, Public it, speaking. it, it yes. freaks some people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it requires it, it requires um, practice and a bit of training or coaching or something in order yeah, to be uh, psychotherapy for some people it's a serious problem it's not just yeah. a, a, a challenge yes. for me it's a challenge yeah right i just need to prepare myself well mm. i get my 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 ducks in a row and mm. i'm good mm. Mm. i'm fine i'll, mm. I'll survive mm. you know but for some people it's just something that you just you can't do it period mm. You're not even going to try because the anxiety that comes with it is so extensive that never mind. If you don't have to, mm. don't do it. And in this particular case, he didn't have to because it wasn't in his job description or whatever. So there was no way that manage, management could force him to do it. Mm. But because of the agenda mm. of the manager, it was forced. Mm. And, uh, but it reached such a point that my friend just couldn't be at the, in the office anymore. Couldn't deal with the pressure of somebody just keeping 
Well, you're saying that they bullied, they tried, they, they tried to bully him into doing it. That's the word. Yeah, that would be like very yeah. nice. I mean, to, to get to the point where they go, I have to leave, I can't be here, I'm overwhelmed with yeah. stress or what you've asked, you know, and you're not listening to me saying I can't do this. That's mm -hmm. bullying in my book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm. And um, like I said, I'm not sure how bureaucracy comes into play, but it, it definitely gets um, uh, the mindset, right, uh, which, uh, because, oh, well, it's a good thing, actually. It's a good point, because um, here, where I live in Belgium, mm. you have the little kingdoms. Mm. And everybody knows that his kingdom Mm. is something that you can't touch mm. and if you don't play by their rules mm. there's no way that that little bit is going to get done yes now, luck luckily we don't have uh, a lot of corruption as far as that's concerned mm. right like in african countries or in other countries or more eastern europe countries mm. so there's not a lot of corruption but there is uh, the acknowledgement of the power of the position of the person yeah. that you have to convince to do something. Mm. And, and it can be a clerk, right? Mm. Uh, a theoretical nobody in the chain of command. Mm. But because Belgium is, is riddled with bureaucracy, there are several layers that you have to go through mm. in order to uh, to get something done, and and some of those layers, you 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 you, know, you stand the risk of you know getting bullied because you know he doesn't have a good day today, or you know today's the day that I want to be shown respect for what it is that I do, where all he needs to do is just push that paper from that end to the desk to the other end of the desk. Yeah. So it creates a certain mindset. It creates a certain uh, power base, if you will. It, it creates a certain belief that you you are entitled mm. to what it is that you want to do to treat people the way you want to treat them but there are also some rules and regulations in place that allow you to get your own way as well not just that i believe i'm entitled but i have got some rules behind me that can make me get what i want not just entitled the rules say i can have this because when you related the story this is why i thought it was a, a good example of bureaucracy that so the person your, your friend your friend walked out on stupid Harvey because they were being bullied, which I think is the same response to a bully. The response to the walking out is the thing that interested me. Okay. And that's the bureaucratic, that's the misuse of bureaucracy to try and get for stupid Harvey to try and get his way over your friend by using bureaucratic rules and regulations. It wasn't the right thing to do to get that, you know, to get your friend to do the, the, the public speaking gig. What was, yeah, even, what was even wronger is how they tried to pull rank yeah, by the, using the, rules and regulations. And, and the consequence of, of, of that action of walking out yeah. was that the very first response that he got back from mm. management was the fact that he walked out without permission. Exactly. That he didn't follow the rules. So that's the first stop with the first bit without permission so if you're going to be a if you're going to make the right human response to a bully which is to walk away you need someone else's permission 
not only that, you need the bully's response. You need the bully's permission to walk out on the bully. That that is the bureaucratic nonsense yeah. at the heart of it. Yeah, that's hitting the nail on the head. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and that that and it it contributes to the state of mind of the in this case the victim, right? My friend. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that and then there's. Uh, uh, obviously, there's a confrontation the next mm. week about it. Oh. Not the first day, not Monday, no Tuesday. So, mm. you know, not too quickly, but mm. you're going to be confronted with it. Mm. And then the first thing we talk about is the fact that you left without permission. Mm. And the second thing we talk about is why did you do that? Mm. What was it that was so bad that, that made you walk out? Mm. And when you think about those kind of things, you go like, seriously. So first we need to establish the rules, code of conduct, mm. uh, you know, the rules of engagement, those mm. kind of things. So first we're going to point to you mm. the bureaucratic way of doing things. Mm. And then we're going to worry about the humanity of it. Yes. Because that's less important. Tell me, um, in... This is relevant in my head, at least. <laughs> it, tell me a little bit about how open source works. Open source. You have, to have, you have to have some kind of rules that moderate collective behavior, don't you? But how does open source develop those conventions or rules? Or this is what this is what we can do, and this is what collectively. We can. It's collective, isn't it? So this is, I think, the reimagine. This is part of the reimagining. You know why? The, the whole thing about a digital mindset is so entrancing is that it, it affords us the, the ability to collectively decide on what's going to moderate our, in our, our relationship. How, what are the rules, the codes of conduct? In a bureaucratic mindset, um, the codes of conduct are moderated by people who hold power. Yeah. Whereas in an open source mindset or a digital mindset, perhaps, if I understand it correctly, the people who hold power are the people, the participants, yes. the members. Yeah. Yeah. So that may be a reimagining. Hey? Yeah, if, if you have any, any open source software, there's a core mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. who uh, provide the long-term strategy, the broad lines of where it is that we need to go and all those kind of things. So purpose, is, purpose is the driver, really. The, the long-term strategy, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The functionality yeah. and... and the, yeah, the reason why you're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you have all that input from, from, from literally anywhere and from mm. anybody mm. Uh, that creates the, uh, the collective piece of software that you have. Mm -hmm. And that could be, uh, you know, certain additions in functionality uh, or uh, bug-related... Mm. Um, uh, issues, things that the developers just don't, because you always have a core team of developers, right? Mm -hmm. And and then you have all these people that just go through the code because they want to go through the code, you know, mm. and because they love the product, they want to use the product, and they mm. they find something in the product that is something that they don't like or that that you know that they might feel that they can improve on, mm. and then they offer uh, their input to the collective. Mm. And then, uh, if it's good enough, uh, or if the if the idea is good enough, then it gets picked up by mm. 
by the collective mm. and, and it gets improved probably by the collective. So the code, code gets cleaned up or something or whatever, what have you. And um, so in the end, it's obviously, I mean, with, with something like WordPress, and uh, recently there's something came out that a quarter of all websites on the internet run on WordPress, mm. which is an insane amount. Uh, so obviously they have to have a certain control and a certain core and, and they have an extreme large responsibility to an extremely huge community. Mm. So they cannot have like this open source mentality where you can, well, you know, oh, you wrote a piece of code, fine. Just put it in there. Let's see what happens. No, they can't do that, obviously. But they will look at it and say, well, oh, you know, that's interesting. We'll, we'll take it into consideration. We'll try and figure it in. But, you know, if anything that goes into the core of, of, uh, of WordPress mm. needs to be tested thoroughly, you know, uh, mm. for correctness that it doesn't break it that doesn't break the backwards compatibility and all those kind of things so i mean the, the bigger and more complex it comes it becomes uh, obviously the, the 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 need to control things and to set up a certain bureaucracy mm. uh, is needed but it's it's built up as it is needed to fulfill a certain philosophy on the product mm-hmm Right, it's not created for the sake of creating bureaucracy. So that's the picture I have in my head of bureaucracy. So when you talk about it, I think that's the right, but you know, inverted commas, the right kind of bureaucracy. It's it's codes of conduct, it's standards of work. It's it, it's about yeah. getting consistency, and um, it's not about having ha- having a structure, or a hierarchical. Uh, command and control structure, if you like, that's going to mediate our working relationship or mediate the product. The product is the thing that we're all trying to achieve. Yeah. And there's and, a and flexibility. The bureaucracy, come, yeah, the flexibility that's built into the bureaucracy, if you like. I guess, maybe, correct me if I'm being overly romanticizing about this, but it sounds far more preferable that you get humans working together on a, on a shared venture and that the rules about how that goes ahead come about with between the humans who are developing it and the focus or what's the purpose, I guess the purpose of the bureaucracy is to ensure that the, the purpose you're trying to create is achieved, not to keep people in line. It's about creating a good product, which are in two, for me, they're two entirely different worlds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the license agreement that you signed with iTunes is not designed to improve iTunes. Right? No. No, it's no. Designed to to make sure that there will be no legal uh, uh, risk for Apple in any form or any way mm. by you using the product. Mm. That's first and foremost, uh, mm. and then, uh, well, pretty much all it is, I guess. Uh, and then it's the use of whatever information you give them and whatever you can get out of them. Uh, that you how you can use it and those kind of things, but it presume it presumes it presumes bad behavior, that doesn't it? Is where my mind's well, going. But like, they go into uh, a cultural change, a cultural shift, uh, where especially when the U.S. is 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 is. I mean, with many things in the U.S., they always go a little bit over the top, and in certain cases that can create tremendously good things 
um, which we enjoy tremendously. But in other cases, especially in the legal system with the, the I will sue you mentality, for instance. That's the one I'm being, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think it's, it's the greatest example of where, where bureaucracy has gotten like way, way out of hand and where it has filtered back into society in a way mm. where we see as Europeans see things where we go like, dudes, seriously, you don't have to print on a plastic bag that I shouldn't let my child play with a plastic bag or pull it over its head because it can suffocate. Mm -hmm. I know that mm -hmm. that's not supposed to be done, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but in America, you know, if it happened, you know, somebody got a cup of coffee, of hot coffee at a McDonald's yeah, and spilled it yeah. or burned his lip or her mm -hmm. lip or tongue or whatever on the coffee. Mm -hmm. And then sued McDonald's for it and won, oh. you know. And now everything it's hot. It says hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot on mm. the cup. They go like, yeah, you know, you just ordered a cup of hot coffee. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be hot, you know. And, and, and that's the thing is, it it comes out of a of a, a mindset, a, a a view of the world. That kind of litigation thing, doesn't it? Where bureaucracy reigns. Common mm. sense. Common sense does not bureaucracy reigns. And if you can sue about something, you will. Um, you know, there's the coffee thing as well as the ones that you I've seen on airplane peanuts contains peanuts. Like, yeah, I know because it is actually just peanuts, but it's like a warning contains peanuts for people who are allergic. Like they and they need but, to do somehow. I mean, somebody has determined. And and the, but that's that's when you that where we both go sit. Mm. We go sit sitting straight up because. Now we're going to make a point. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, the idea that a company has to protect itself in that way, mm -hmm. where somebody is going to get a bag of peanuts, eats mm -hmm. a peanut, realizes that he's got a peanut allergy, mm -hmm. looks at the bag and it says, it doesn't say it contains peanuts. So mm -hmm. I ate one. Mm -hmm. Or peanut butter. You know, there's people who do the most yeah. amazingly stupid things. You know, you know and you know. Uh, I'm not saying that we should kill them all, but just remove the warning labels and let Darwin figure it out, right? And, <laughs> but, but the worst thing is that there's a legal system in place where a lawyer can make a valid argument mm. against the company who made the peanuts. Mm, mm. And that there's a judge that's going to go like, hmm, that is interesting. Yeah. Yes, I think you are right. It should have said that it contains peanuts. And you go like, are you insane? I mean, literally, how did you get a law degree? How did you get your ass into that bench as a, as a judge? How can you possibly? Well, you see, I, you know, systems, systems engender the behavior that they that they ask for they the systems require of certain behaviors in order for the system to operate successfully and i think we've sort of gone down this track of increasing bureaucracy and rules because we want to protect ourselves companies want to protect themselves uh you know the risk of giving some somebody who's slightly insane a bad idea has anybody ever prosecuted an airline for serving peanuts because people with severe peanut allergies even the dust of a peanut can cause them to die so, you know, there'll be somebody who goes, hmm, hadn't thought of that one. 
I have a peanut allergy. Maybe I can sue the airline because I saw them serving peanuts to the passenger in row two. Um, common sense doesn't prevail. But what we've done is constructed a system where that's actually what's required if you want to be a good lawyer or a judge, because that's what the system needs you to do. To, yeah, and, to and stand and justify rules which, for folks like most of us, look at them and go, that's stupid. Why have they put warning contains peanuts? Why have they put warning contains hot coffee? We know. That, that's the craziness of bureaucracy. And the, the interesting point that I kind of get, that grabbed me at the beginning of this book, the Utopia book, um, was that it's not a thing. You know, we don't talk about bureaucracy because we're just in it now entirely. You know, it was a thing you'd hear people use the word and talk about bureaucracy and they say, oh, there's bloody bureaucracy in the 70s and 80s. But it's now just the water we swim in. We don't see it. And it gets worse, right? I mean, it's, and it it's gets worse similar. and it can only get worse. Yeah, because it, it won't get better. I mean, the, the moment that McDonald's would not have a, a, a lid on a cup of coffee that says it's hot, they're going to get sued again. I mean, if they make the mistake once and somebody sees it and it goes like, oh, it doesn't say hot on the cup. Seriously? Yeah. No, it doesn't say it anywhere. <gasps> eh. mm. Sticks the tongue in. It goes like, oh, burnt my tongue. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Gonna sue McDonald's. Mm, mm. Gonna happen. Sorry, didn't say hot. No, it's gonna happen. And there's gonna be a judge, and there's gonna be a lawyer that says, "I'm gonna present, represent you." And there's gonna be a justice gonna say, "Yeah, you, McDonald's owes you a million because you know burning your tongue. That gotta hurt." And so it only gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And there's no yeah. end to it. To use a phrase we've used before, just because you can sue one someone doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> <laughs> Something but is again, like we've constructed, we've constructed a system that we just swim in where you, you actually can. Um, you know, and I, I think, you know, to get on track with the reimagining, it gets worse and it gets worse and it's, you know, how's it going to get better? And I, it, that may be the, the thing about reimagining, like what kind of world could we conceive of where there is less of it, where there is less bureaucracy, where bureaucracy again becomes a thing that we can comment on and go, I hate the bureaucracy. You know, even to, to do most things online involves some bureaucracy to mediate between me and whoever it is that I'm doing it. I wrote uh, a social media policy for the last company I worked for mm. in a way where you'd um, try to write down a certain rule, a set of behaviors for mm. people to express themselves. Uh, on the web, mm -hmm. on the social media, mm -hmm. where one of the rules is that if if you're if you don't represent the company, mm. then don't represent the company. Sure. Okay. And but my goal was to keep it as simple as possible because you can make it like wholly complex, but in the end, right? It's just don't do anything stupid. And then you go like, oh yeah, well, what's the definition of stupid? Well, just use your brain, you know, and consider something before you actually do it, like the 10 second rule before you hit publish or whatever. And but just don't do anything stupid. You mean you, you want know? people to think? But that's the thing. That, I know. But that's exactly it. Yeah, no, exactly. When yeah. when we have layers and layers of rules and regulations and things that we just have to be told what to do, we don't have to think. And that's but what that, I, the, the world I want to imagine is one where people think. And exactly. I mean, when, when we were kids, when I was a kid, 
I did things. Yeah. I was a boy. Or, As we all do. You know, yeah. Girls did the same thing. And, you know, I was kind of particular stupid. <laughs> but I, did, I just did things, right? And I didn't think about it. Mm. And sometimes I still do that. But, I mean, they're less damaging. But sometimes I do things. And, but when I was a kid, I mean, I just did things. And, and stuff happened. And then when a parent uh, would ask, what did you do? What were you thinking? I wasn't thinking anything. I was just doing it. That's right. Right? But that's okay. But because that's you're okay. a kid. You should be doing those kind of things. And actually, as an adult, you should be doing things. Like the whole thing about if we want to have endless rules to prevent something wrong happening. This is what I was talking about earlier about risk. How can we possibly mitigate risk entirely? If we want endless rules to mitigate anything, quote, bad happening or us doing something dumb, well, it just completely constrains us and our humanity. We are flawed inherently. We are creative. We have the capacity to think and think things through. We also have blind spots, but we learn about those by having an experience about it and being able to reflect. We will mitigate every human experience and reduce us to a bunch of stupid behaviors and just do what we're told if we're not careful. You are aware that the recent events in Paris mm are exactly what triggers even more bureaucracy oh yes and as a result as a almost a goal of mm. those who are in power of that certain mm. bureaucracy mm. that that is what's going to happen at some oh, point oh yes oh yes right where where you know that you know your emails or whatever it is that you what looks encrypted or whatever is mm. not you know, it is available for anybody to see. Mm. And, um, yeah, but that's... Again, it's kind of, it, 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 com it, comes, it comes to the, the thing we've also touched on before, which is that there's, there are two, two sets of beliefs, I suppose, or assumptions. One is that the world and the universe are controllable and that, it's, that, that is a good thing to control. The other world says, the other worldview says, the universe and the world in it is not controllable and it is also not desirable to control. There are two opposing worldviews, I think, which we've kind of touched on before. Because if you, what, if you, as a response to say the Paris attacks, you set in more rules because you want to, con you want to control and, and eliminate the risk of it ever happening again. Well, I sit and think, well, how could you possibly, how can you possibly? control every aspect of human behavior and stupid thoughts and extremist well, John, actions. How can you ever? Try. I'm not suggesting we don't try and counter some of the bad things going on in the world, but no, laying but on it, it, goes back, it goes back to, to the, to the bloody coffee cup where, yeah. where somebody comes up and says, but instead of just allowing that person to sue the company, uh -huh. and having a lawyer representing and a, and a judge saying, okay, Somebody should have said, but it was, and, and I'm guessing that McDonald's lawyers tried that, but that somebody would have said, but, but it was a hot cup of coffee. What did you expect that was going to happen when you mm. put your mouth on it? What was it that you were expecting? Mm. And then maybe ask the question, are you dense? Mm. I mean, are you really that stupid? I mean, mm. are you so stupid that you didn't realize that the hot coffee that you ordered was hot? Mm. maybe you should not be allowed out of your home, <laughs> right? Or maybe you should have some supervision. 
mm-hmm. or don't buy any hot beverages. Mm. You know? And and that's the same thing when you when you blow it up to to the scale of the, the the Paris attacks. And even if you listen to this, like years from now, you still will know what we're talking about. But instead of like piling on more rules and more control on the on, on the general population mm. uh, of which you know the extreme vast majority mm. has got nothing to do and will never ever have anything to do with terrorism because mm. you're talking about uh, you know a very small minority of percent of a percent of a percent yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's almost incalculable it's like 0.00001 percent of the population it's nothing mm. Mm-hmm. instead of piling up on more rules mm-hmm. you might want to go back and look why did they attack attack in the first place mm. and try and do something about that right yeah and that and that like everything else is incredibly complex and then you could have rows about well how on on so what was the reason that they attacked and you'll have a whole spectrum of views as to why that happened I think, well, point, I think which, which, which underlines the, the point, really, that you cannot m- mitigate for every possibility in human life. You can't have a rule for everything because you want to keep everything safe and as it is. Yeah. You know, that it, it takes out, for example, the notion of personal responsibility, which is a really important thing for me. Personal freedom, responsibility. Um, Common sense. Yep. These things are are being that's an interesting expression because I use that too. What is common sense? Common presumes that we we have agreed on what it is. If it's common, if it's between us, so for me it's common sense that if I hand you a hot coffee, that you'll presume I've given you a hot coffee. That we have a common understanding. When you have a lawyer standing in the middle, going, "Well, you he burnt his tongue. He needs damages." There's no common sense. It's almost as if the company has provided a hot coffee and the person receiving it has no, no concept of what the word hot means. And that boggles my mind. Yeah, well, exactly. That's, that's... I mean, I think they actually do, but I think they do have a, a, a concept of what the word hot means. I think in that case, and others like it, because we have built a game that says you can sue, people play the game. And that's the thing that concerns me. We the need to change, change uh, the rules some cases game. Are, are totally worth doing that. I mean, that's why you're, you're wheeled out in a wheelchair in a hospital in the United States until you're outside hospital grounds, and then you're mm-hmm. allowed to stand up. Because if you mm-hmm. trip and fall anywhere, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. then you're going to sue the, 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 the hospital. And, uh, and so you've I mean, got sure. I mean, if you, if you actually I mean. do fall and you break a leg because that was a wet spot. But that's what I mean. Sure. That's, that's what I mean. So the rule says if you fall in a hospital while we are under our care, you have the right to sue us. In New Zealand, there is not a rule that says you're allowed to do that. So you don't do it. If you fall, if, if, they, if, they sh- if you're on your way out of the hospital and you slip, there is not a rule that says, or a law that says you're allowed to sue the hospital. They'll patch you up. But they've created that rule. They've created that level they, of bureaucracy. They, they, they the will take care of you. People will play the game because they have set that bureaucratic rule up in the States. Yeah. And they go, I can sue. I will sue. I will. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, so, um, so we've we've gone to the the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows. <laughs> uh, 
uh, where I, I really do think that we should remove a lot of warning labels and, and just let people figure it out. I mean, if you want to do something stupid, by all means, go do something stupid, but try not to hurt anybody else while doing it. Uh, but yeah, think about the reason why you have a, a rule about something. Well, it's, I mean, if you go, like uh, we talked about it earlier too, I mean, my neighbors, uh, they, they, they're building a house, which is about, I don't know, about a hundred meters away. And, um, when we were building our house, we we're about, you know, uh, 40 meters away from the, the final point where there's water mm. uh, from a water main. So the water had to be extended. The water main had to be extended to our house. Mm. That cost roughly slightly less than 10,000 euros to do. Mm. It's a, it's a, but, but there's a threshold on what the local government will pay or the water company will mm. pay. Uh, and we fell inside the threshold. Mm. Okay. So we didn't have to pay anything. Okay. So now you have my neighbors who mm. are twice the distance mm. and they, the first, you know, what, 40, 50 meters, mm. that's covered by mm. the water company and the local government. Mm. But the other bit, not. So that's for their, uh, that's on their uh, account. So they have to pay for that. And this is in a world where, like I mentioned uh, to you earlier, the government is obligated by law to provide mm. fresh, clean mm. drinking water mm. to every household in Belgium. Mm. But still, they have to pay 12,000 euros mm. in order to have that connection, which is mandatory, to their house. So, so yeah, to, to underline that thing that, we mentioned before it's mandatory that they have the water so like i the example when we spoke earlier if they if they had a well on their property and that provided clean drinking water <clears throat> they're still required by the government to be connected to the mains yeah so not only do the government have to re supply water but you have you are required to accept the water whether yeah. you need it or not so that's exactly. an interesting thing. They've also made another level of rules or, or terms and conditions in there that says, we are bound to supply the water to you. That doesn't mean we, don't have to, we, we can't charge you. So they can charge you. And then they can say, well, we've met our obligations. We've supplied the water. Mm -hmm. So, so they, we've got a huge, huge tank here which, with which we catch rainwater. Yeah. Right. And, but we're still connected to the mains. Mm. Because you have to be. Because I have to be. Because you have to be, yeah. So, so if, they, if they decide that they will not pay this 12,000 euros, then what? That's a good question. Because the government, they could, they could say to the government, but you have made a rule for yourself that you must provide clean drinking water to me. Now well, provide clean drinking water to me. I must admit, all the details mm. kind of elude me okay. because it's just too... I don't know. We didn't have to pay anything, so we didn't dig into it. Mm. But my neighbor, uh, she's uh, she's a little bit of a terrier, and she'll 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 get her fangs into it mm. and 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 work it out and yeah. try and figure it out how and what. And she tried everything, either to get away with it or not paying it or whatever. 
and it's not going to happen. Mm. And I trust that she tried everything because, you know, I really believe that she would, but you know, she just couldn't get it. You know, she had to. Mm. So, you know, that's where it ends. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, you, you can argue as much as you want, but it's going to happen. There's reimagining a world of different kinds of rules. It, it extends obviously beyond work. It's not just reimagining work. It's reimagining the world in an open source world. For example, if I participate, then I can participate in the rulemaking. But in the world we live in, in the bureaucratic world we live in, it's about just following the rules because there is so much layers of it now, so many layers of it. The question I sometimes wonder is, how, what can I do without? Well, clearly, in this case, water is not one. So I, I can't, there's no point in me trying to find a place that I have my own water supply because I'm still going to be compelled if this rule exists in the UK. I'm still going to be compelled to sign up to the water mains. What can, they, what can I do without? Because I, I ask myself the question also with my relationships with clients. I don't agree with a bureaucratic system that just feeds itself for mm -hmm. no other reason than to feed itself. Mm -hmm. um, I have to take out indemnity insurance because it's required to be a supplier to some of my clients. So I did that. But I'm basically saying if I do something terribly wrong, my client can sue me, but I'm insured for that. So, you know, I'm okay. And I think... I would prefer a relationship, and I might be dreaming again, a relationship with my clients where the contract between us is minimal, that I agree to provide you this service to achieve this purpose, and you agree to um, provide the premises upon which I will do that and supply the lunches if that's going to be required. You know what I mean? Like to keep the, 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 to keep the mediation between me and my clients down to me and my client in the same way that an open source mentality says, what goes on between you and me comes between you and me, and we decide what comes between you and me. So open source world, that would be nice. Big ass. <laughs> Big ass. What goes on between human beings is negotiated between those human beings who are affected by the thing. Yeah. Uh, the problem obviously arises when you're talking about very large companies uh, sure. where extremely large amounts of money are involved. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think uh, Morningstar is a wonderful example of that. Extremely large company in the states, been going for a long time. The the standard thing I read about Morningstar is if you've ever eaten a tomato-based product in America, you've probably eaten one of Morningstar's products. Um, and it's and work contracts, for example, are negotiated with each person negotiating with the person who they're connected with. So if I'm working on an assembly line, just to use a crass example. You're the guy before me, and there's a guy after me on the assembly line. I negotiate my work contract with you. Basically, you and I are agreeing to certain standards and conduct of work. So you say, well, you're next on the assembly line, so I need you to do this. And I go, look at a piece of paper, and I write these things down. I go, yeah, I can agree to that. I can commit to doing that for you. And I make the same agreement with the guy who's next. So my work contract is based on the people that I interact with. Mm. Not because HR has laid a load of, load of bureaucracy on me and said, These are the, this is the code of conduct and this is how you'll behave. So it's possible in large companies with large turnover and large numbers of people that, that are working there. That's, it's a trust thing, isn't it? You know, do I trust you to, do I trust you people to all work together to achieve but, the same but purpose? That's it. But if you break that trust, you're out. 
Well, this is the thing with Morningstar because it doesn't work. It doesn't work for everyone. That way of working doesn't suit everyone. And it's some people come and go. With, uh, with Simco. Yeah. 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 I mean, that is an open source, open source, quote unquote, an open source mentality too. I mean, they're, they, they pick their own salary, their own working hours, all those kind of things. Yeah. And, and it's all, all based on, on common sense mm. on what does my neighbor make? Because everybody knows exactly what everybody makes. Yeah. So they just go and, well, I'm doing this kind of work. So what does, oh, you make that much? Then it would only be fair that I make the same amount of money because you mm. do the same work. Mm. Or you mm -hmm. do more than I do. You have that and that as an extra responsibility. Fine. I will take a little less. Mm. Because oh, the thing yeah. is, whatever it is that I choose, everybody else can see what it is that I choose. Yeah. So if I double down on that, then everybody will see that I'm doing that. And everybody would go like, dude, seriously? Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of not the idea here. So you might want to tone it down a little bit. Exactly. So you have your social responsibility, but you also have your social control. Exactly. And, you know, it's a kind of the same thing that you want within a, a company network. Absolutely. Or on a, on a social media where, uh, uh, but in a company network, obviously you can, attach whatever account is to a, a physical person that mm. is reachable on twitter it's more difficult to do that and one of the most potent moderators of human behavior is peer relationships yeah exactly so have that right and then uh, i mean if you're in a mcdonald's and somebody goes like, ah, it's hot and then you know somebody next to him should go like yes yeah, stupid it's hot coffee mm -hmm. shut up let it cool down a little bit and try again mm. Mm. And that should be the end of it, mm -hmm. right? And that's mm -hmm. the same thing that you want on a, on a at work in a on on a whether it's going to be uh, because that's that's kind of the uh, you know in general you can expect when you have a group of people when somebody is just going way out of line then there's going to be somebody who's going to say dude that tone it down a little bit you know yeah. you're out of line yeah yeah and uh, uh, because there's instant responsibility. And online, people tend to have not that responsibility. You know, they don't have that confrontation. Well, There's nobody on the other side that can, you know, look them in the eye and say, dude, that's, not, that's, that's just not good. Don't do it, that. It's chicken, it's chicken and egg because, you know, if we, if we, if we set loads of rules down, the people don't really, we don't require them to be responsible. They just need to look at the rule book. So which comes first, people being dumb and irresponsible, naturally, or there being too many rules which lead to us becoming that sort of learned, that learned, irresponsible, learned irresponsibility. I don't need to think about this too much because the rules just tell me what to do. Um, I mean, I have, I have faith in, in people and I have a, a, you know, a positive view that humans are inherently um, social creatures. They want to coexist well. They also have the capability to negotiate how we live together, how we're going to do this. Um, and, you know, it's a bit like, you know, the Protestant revolution when people said, I don't need a priest to stand between me and my God. I can have a direct relationship with my God. That was a revolution. It is freedom, personal autonomy. Maybe in the workplace, people are just, we kind of reset our view of people. I have, I have been naturally, been, naturally yeah. responsible who want things to go well. And yes, of course, there are things that go wrong. I hear a voice in the distance. What happens when something goes wrong? I go, well, welcome to the cosmos. 
let's work it out then when something goes wrong. Let's have a conversation when something goes wrong. Exactly. Let's not put another rule in place to make sure it never happens again. Because what you're talking about now, if you ask the chicken and egg thing, I mean, I have a strong feeling that we're trying really hard to push the egg back into the chicken, right? <laughs> and, and so, so the culture that, that has, is existing, you know, like the bureaucracy which feeds itself, mm -hmm. it gets worse and worse and worse and worse instead of the other way around. Because, you know, we learn, as a kid, I learned that I should not grab the pipes of the radiator because they're hot. Mm. It hurts. You know, electricity, when you don't shut it down, it hurts. <laughs> don't mm. poke that screwdriver. If you want to mm. change anything, cut off the power because it hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm. and these kind of things. I mean, I learned. I, I'm not going to blame my dad or sue the electricity company or anybody else because I did something stupid. It's my fault. I did something stupid. Mm. I, and, yeah, I mean, it's that, it's, it's, it's that, uh, that's, uh, you know, oh, health and safety gone mad. We, we, do, we do live, we do live. Yeah. And, and there's some very good, um, there's some very good things that have been put in place because we've got a health and safety um, view of, we want people to be healthy and safety at work. I think that's fine. But when I look at old pictures, old you know documentaries and things of workers on rooftops in London and things like that back in the 30s and 40s with no harnesses and they're just wearing slippery shoes and just think, well, that's what they did. You know, people realized a little bit of health and safety would not be a bad thing. There's, you can go overboard. I think it's about finding the right level of rules, the right level of, of things to keep people um, in a safe position but not not kind of putting warning contains peanuts on a peanut packet i uh, yeah exactly because i have the same feeling with uh, with because I, I bought a new car or i, mm. I bought a car a which car. is not new uh, in january he's going to be uh, it's going to be 25 years old there's no airbag there's mm. no power anything mm. literally the only power is the engine that drives the wheels there's no power windows no power steering no power brakes there's no abs there's no atf there's no mm. whatever acronym mm. you can think of it's not there and you're acutely aware aware of what it is that you're driving there's a seatbelt. yes that's the only security that I have. There's no crumple zone. There's no side impact protection. There's no side airbags or passenger airbags. It's like riding a motorbike. Like riding a motorbike. The, the, thing, the exactly. thing about riding a motorbike and it's the same, exactly. intensely it's aware. Exactly. I mean, motorcycle riders, mostly anyway, most of them, are, are acutely aware of yes. the risk they run. Yes. yes. And now you put somebody in an SUV, which is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sitting high up. You've got, I mean, Volvo is, is, is uh, by 2020, they want to have a car that no matter what happens, you mm. will survive the crash. Mm. No matter what happens, mm. right? And, but it lures you into a false sense of security. Mm. Well, I, I guess with a car that doesn't kill you no matter what. I mean, it's, it's a very real I, I, sense I of mean, security. I, think, I, think, I think that would be a wonderful thing. You know, yeah, but people get happen. used to the idea that to be vulnerable else. because yeah. it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't, I mean, it's okay if I drive a, an hour longer or I fall asleep because the car is going to wake me up anyway. But we all know, for example, there's no such thing as a fail-safe in this world. So what happens when the Volvo's computer for some reason, kicks off and there's a, fa a safety feature that, that fails to work. I think it's a laudable 
uh, ambition to make cars where you would never die in it. But um, the, I, I go along with what you're saying. Is like it then is saying you become insulated from the real risks of driving a petrol a petrol powered vehicle um, at you know eighty miles an hour. It's and, not and, a and, and, and like you know when you're on a motorbike, you are like you say acutely aware of the the, danger, the, the potential danger. Just, exactly, and it's not just that. It's it's not just about your safety, mm. right? It's about the safety of the people around you. Yeah, and that's right. um, for me, when I drive and it's a Fiat Panda, so it's it's like it's it's nothing, you know. It's a tin can. It's a tin can. So, but but you're aware of everything that happens around you, yeah. and you take that into consideration. Yeah, because of that safety issue, and when people drive a car that is so cocooned, people tend to lose sight of. Of, of yeah, a certain reality that the car is actually, I mean, have you ever been standing next to a car that on a dyno that's like really speeding up? I mean, that is a violent experience. Mm. It really is. A car driving at 80 miles an hour is a mm. violent thing. Mm. You know, there's so much energy involved, so much kinetic energy involved in, the, in that. And people are not aware of that. Mm -hmm. so it, and it's not just about your own safety, but it's also about other safeties. Mm. And I think, in my opinion anyway, the bureaucracy of the EU with all the safety measures that they mm. want to have in cars mm. is just going way, way over the top with that because mm. they make the cars too safe. Mm. And obviously, you don't want to die in a car crash, but you need to be aware of the fact that you can. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think it comes to the, the thing you just said, it underlines really the the whole of this podcast discussion, which is being aware of those around you because, you know, we, we exist in a network, um, whether that's on digital, on a digital medium like Twitter, but in our lives, we exist in networks. We are interconnected with each other. Yeah. You're not and alone. We have got to be responsible for ourselves and be yeah. mindful of who else is around us. And that's kind of the reimagining of the bureaucracy. I'd like to see that yeah. if there's a rule or a, a safety feature that it's got, that it's it's taken into account the fact that we are humans and we actually should be responsible more yeah. for ourselves and not be abdicating our responsibility to somebody else in a office in the European Parliament. I think it's it because uh, uh, I think the the suing mentality yeah uh, in in the US is um, is is a quite a clear example of this and mm. we've been talking about suing somebody like McDonald's. Mm. Uh, or any other large corporation and I mean if you sue McDonald's and, and you win the case and they have to pay you a million it doesn't hurt the company but the same mentality comes back on a personal level it, it hurts the person though. no 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 what I'm trying to say is that when I walk the street mm. and somebody hasn't cleared his pavement of snow mm. and it is his responsibility and I slip mm. And I sue that person mm. for damages, mm. and they are, you know, in excess of a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Mm. You financially ruin the other person that exactly. you're suing, exactly. just because you can. Exactly. Right, and that is where the system really, really, really breaks down, uh, because suing a large airline or a large McDonald's or a large any other whatever company, I mean. It's you shoot, but whatever you know. But my, point, my point, my point, my point about it damages the person. Even if a person sues McDonald's for a million and McDonald's goes, man, that didn't hurt. It hurts the person because they're beginning to they're beginning to um, 
close their eyes to what they can be responsible for in their lives. Yeah, true. You, and if you, it's a bit like, I don't have to worry about being responsible for myself because it's true. I would just trust that iTunes and Apple have my best interest at heart. I will just trust that Google has my best interest at heart. I will just trust that, that your government has the Tesco, best interest. That my government and Tesco supermarket and everybody, because I'm lulled into this idea that there's always a rule to protect me. Well, there isn't. The guy may have had to sue McDonald's for a million, but he still burned his tongue. Exactly. You know, yeah. is he going to take the same mistake, make the same mistake and just drink a hot cup of coffee because he's now been led to believe that it's all been sorted. It's all been taken care of. It's a safe world. What happens if he drinks it and it is hot and it hasn't got the warning? Ah, and you're right on a one-to-one -one level. This is why I'm saying reimagining all of this stuff for me includes just making it not legal to sue. Because mm -hmm. if, if they change the rules of that game, then people go, oh, oh, well, okay. Maybe I just need to learn how to be more observant of me, myself, and my environment. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's one thing, obviously. You know, I, mean, I think, you, the thing with, you know, you mentioned Semco, I've mentioned Morningstar, I, we talked a bit about open source. I think that's the reimagining. I think that's why, why companies like that are held up as shining examples of how things could be. I think it's for a reason. People want that. People want to know that there's a business that treats them like adults and responsible adults, that there's um, a place where I can be myself and be free and I'm not going to be bound by rules and stopwatches and timekeepers and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's compelling, you know, that, that book, Reinventing Organizations, the whole thing about teal organizations, whatever you think about the book, is compelling. People go, I like that picture of a world where we're, we're responsible for, for myself and each other. One day, maybe. Well, you know, it, 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 it's something that you can, you have that power yeah. in your personal realm. Yes, that's the one. Uh, that's where you have it. And if you are at work, you do have that power to show respect to your coworker. Yeah. And um, especially when you're in a managerial position, you yeah. can show that respect to yes. your to your coworkers, to your workers that you that you you have them, give them the freedom to make yeah. uh, the decisions that they need to make, but also to make the mistakes that they need to make in order yeah. to learn. Exactly. Because whether you're a kid or you're 40 years old, you're still going to make mistakes. Absolutely. You're still going to need to learn. And if we tie everything down with rules and regulations, yeah. and uh, Where's the then you don't learn anymore. Mm. And you just do, and you become a drone. Mm -hmm. And then, well, now if you want to be that, then by all means, you do that. I do not. I do not. Okay. Well, it's okay. been an hour. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. It's again, it's a very, it's a kind of a sensitive subject because you you mm. tend to 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 you get bogged down in in those kind of mm. uh, you know governmental and 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 the the bad sides of the the implications of too much bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't even like to say the word. So there you go. There you go. Let's not. Let's let's finish. Let's finish. Let's, <laughs> let's cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Cut it out. Okay. So that's that. We're gonna finish. Thank you for listening. Those who were listening are listening. Um, 
you can, if you wish, subscribe on uh, subscribe.rwcast.com. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a positive comment in iTunes. It helps us tremendously. Um, so that would be very nice. If you want to drop a line to either John or I, mm. you can do that too. Yes. Uh, we're not difficult to find. No. So that's that. Until next time. Until um, next time. It's cheerio. Cheerio. Goodbye. Goodbye.